This episode was brought to you by Bookout Blooms. Bookout Blooms sells cut flowers and designs. They're located in South End Charlotte. They have beautiful flower arrangements for any occasion you can think of. They even have classes where you and a group of girlfriends can come and learn to make your own bouquets. So head on over to www.bookoutblooms.com to learn more information. And if you stop by the shop, tell them that those other girls sent you. Can't relate to cancel culture? hookup culture, or victim culture? (laughs) Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, work, relationships, and everything in between. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect our employers. Enjoy. One. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory. I'm Victoria. And we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. Happy weekend, everyone. It's a long weekend for me. I'm taking Monday and Tuesday off for my little sister's graduation. Oh, that's be graduating exciting. from App States. I'm excited Ooh. and proud of her. That's really good. What was uh, her major? She double majored in biology and math. Yeah. Good for her. And she wants but to be like me. I think she wants to do like biostatistics is kind of r- roughly what she wants to do. She just wants to do like a lot of research in the lab. And I'm like, because I was like a math major. I just hated biology. I'm like, good for you. Like she took like orgo and all those that fun science crap so I'm proud of her it's she like didn't like because like I I mean math and biology are like the two hardest majors you can have yeah so kudos to her she's worked hard and now she's welcome to the real world it sucks (laughs) you're gonna love it you remember that um ain't it fun ain't it fun paramore paramore that paramore song Okay, wait. Yes, um, yes. Oh, gosh. Yes, I know what you're I, talking about. Well, mine, yes. mine is like from the first episode of Friends. She goes, Welcome to the real world. It sucks. You're gonna love it. Oh, that was in the first episode of Friends? Mm-hmm. That's kind of funny. Are you a Friends person? I'm I don't not. think we've ever talked. Ugh, I don't know how I'm, we're friends. I know. I do not like, watch I don't it every single it. night. That's like, I got HBO Max to watch Friends and Big Bang Theory. And that's pretty much. Well, it actually turned out to be a great purchase was like after I purchased it is when they started just transitioning. We like, screw it. Whatever gives in theaters, we're just going to put on HBO Max, which has been great. I love HBO. Like now I hate this with every fiber of my being, but now I feel like I have to have Netflix, Amazon Prime, and H oh Hulu and HBO Max like for I have for me to. yeah for me it's HBO Max Hulu and Disney I just started so I'm watching Private Practice because I'm sick I love Grey's Anatomy sick of this season I only stayed on this season and see if Meredith Grey lives 
but I miss them just like not dealing with COVID patients every episode. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I haven't watched Private Practice. It was a spinoff. It's only like a couple of seasons. Wait, Private Practice is that? That was um, the one with um. They're lawyers, right? No, 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 no. And I have no idea what you're talking about. No. Um. What was the lawyers? How to get away from the practice? No, 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 the practice is what I'm thinking of. It was like this old show that, like, I was in middle school watching that, like, oh. old people watched. It, it, yeah, I forget I said that. It, I liked it, but yeah. it, it was old. How to get away from murder? I'm actually rewatching now. Okay, sure. I haven't seen that. I've seen Scandal. Love Scandal's Scandal. Good. I'm the not. Last season. <sighs> yeah, I didn't like the last season because I'm like, this isn't Olivia Pope right not only was it not Olivia Pope it also like and she did this with how to get away with murder with the how to get away with murder last season it stopped being about like their cases and started being about all the drama amongst them I'm like I don't care about that I like yeah. the cases like yeah. that's why I like Law and Order I have been watching Law and Order but Law and Order lately has been the same thing probably with Grey's Anatomy people are wearing masks and it's like mm-hmm. it is what it is but like I also kind of don't want to see that like, like escapism law, yeah well at least Law and Order they have like different cases like for the most part Grey's has just been is Meredith Grey gonna survive COVID or not Oh. And it's like dealing with COVID cases and like they've had some like a few medical mysteries, but like every episode, at least they're dealing with one person that has had COVID. See, yeah. And it's like, I'm just like, ugh, I miss the old grades. Just like regular, I get it. And yeah. I will say I have friends that are nurses. And if you do want a perspective of what it was like during like the epicenter of like COVID, they said Grey's Anatomy is probably the most realistic of all the medical shows on how it actually felt to be a nurse in COVID. Mm. Well, I hate that not to be insensitive, but I don't want to know what it was like because it seems awful. But yeah. good to know <laughs> that if and- I want to, I should watch Grey's Anatomy. What Law and Order has done, Law and Order, you know, they will take headlines um pretty much and then make episodes about them so this mm-hmm. season they did an episode where this lady well I don't know if this was a headline but this lady um she lost her job or like she had a restaurant she worked really hard for um and then her husband because of COVID her husband left her her son was in college well he left her because uh, they quit the job and they realized that they weren't working anymore. And then he went to go check on his family, his parents, and he's like, I'm not coming back. And then his, she had a son that was in college, you know, college kids going back and forth. Well, he supposedly brought back COVID and killed her mom. So she called him a killer and she was all down her luck. Well, anyway, she goes to the restaurant and they're like, hey, you haven't paid rent, like, we're closing your shop, whatever. She goes, and she pulls out a gun, and, like, she holds everybody hostage, and then I did kind of, I don't know how I feel about the end, but at the end, like, she comes on out, and everything, she didn't kill anybody, everything's fine, but everybody's clapping, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, and, like, they started to go fund me for her, and I was just kind of, like, she had a mental breakdown. I don't know if we should be, like, praising this. She, like, held people hostage. I don't know if that's, I don't know if this is the right reaction i don't know how i felt about it it was because I, I feel like you're just telling people like you can hold people hostage don't shoot them and we're gonna give you money yeah that was kind of the vibe i was like i don't think this is the right response like this doesn't 
like uh, but law and order super liberal they did i mean they did an episode i mean so did grace like they had this whole episode that drove me crazy it was a black lives matter and a conservative that, that believed that covid was a hoax come in with covid and refuse to wear a mask and all this stuff and it was like they just was like they just took it too far on and it, like you could clearly tell it's a republican yeah that yeah. was like and well, I was they just, did- it just it made me so mad and like i only stayed on to see if meredith gray lives and yeah. it just like pissed me off because it was like I didn't need this storyline. Like, fine, you can have the BLM line all lines you want to talk about protesters getting hurt and then coming into the hospital, but this seemed very unrealistic to me. Yeah, I really hate how they portray conservatives in Law and Order. They did an episode. I don't know if it was it was another recent episode where they referenced January 6th, like this person yeah. was at January 6th at the, uh, you know, at the in- insurrection or whatever you want to call it. And um, he can't, this part was like unrealistic and it was so stupid. Um, and I was like, this definitely was written by someone who has no idea what happens in these chats. Um, this guy who was at, in the storyline, he was there on January 6th. He's a white supremacist. He kidnaps this black woman and he uh, tortures her. He like puts a bit up to torture her on the dark web and calls her a negress, like a, a, a feisty negress. And I was like, I, you know, I don't know much about white supremacists, but I feel that they're not calling people negresses. I, I feel like that's not that just doesn't sound realistic to me. I mean, I could be wrong. I, I've never been in any of these chats, but whoever wrote this, I doubt they have either. It was just like a weird, like, and they were like trying to tie it in. And, you know, it was obviously someone evil. Like it was clearly wasn't like one of those things where it was kind of like, oh, maybe he had a little bit of a, a point. He didn't have a point at all, but it was just like a weird, like trying to do a broad brush over everything. But really quick, speaking of good shows, I really want to talk two seconds about this show, you guys. It's called Invincible. If you're into superhero stuff, it is on Amazon Prime. It is super good. Um, I was talking a little bit to Victoria about it earlier. The first, like, I just want you to see the first episode and then message me. If you're listening, watch the first episode and message me. Um, don't watch with children because it, it's a, you know, it's a super, it's an adult superhero show. It's a cartoon. So obviously there's no like sex stuff, but it just, it, it's, it's spicy, but that the first episode, please everyone watch it. Um, it is so crazy and it's so good. And like, it makes me, oh my gosh. about Okay. If you're watching, um, you see Sebastian comes in. And for whatever reason, I thought I was looking at my camera. And I almost, like, had a panic attack. Like, someone was coming into my room. And, like, if you see me, I'm black and Sebastian's white. So, obviously, he's not anybody from my family. And I was, like, I had, like, a mini heart attack. Oh, my gosh. Whew. Okay. Oh, my. Like, no, seriously. Like, my heart is still beating kind of fast. That scared me. I, whatever, I just, in my head, I'm, like, looking at the at the thing and it's like oh my gosh this <laughs> random person is in my house okay um <clears throat> probably because i've been watching stuff like invincible um yeah i've been it. watching too much true crime uh yeah 
I podcast too. I have been listening to uh, Crime Junkie a lot. I heard a new perspective of the Madeline McCain story. Apparently, they found her killer, but I still think it's the parents. But anyway, you know, the little girl in London with the blonde hair. I recognize the name. Oh, are you just not? And you're not a crime junkie. A web the only ones I've listened to are political related, like JFK's murder mm-hmm. and Nixon. Amanda Knox. Oh, Amanda Knox is kind of political. Yeah. I was thinking of hers when that came out, and then like um Casey and Casey Anderson, Casey Anthony, Anthony. That's it. Okay. Two questions, and then we should get into it. First one: Do you think Amanda Knox did it? I don't think so. <gasps> really? Wait, why? I don't. I don't know. I just never thought she did it. But I was also young, but I just feel like I remember seeing it like a Lifetime movie. Maybe? Probably? Probably. Yeah, I don't think she did it. I think she was just in shock is why she acted the way she acted. So I think it was like, isn't it implied that her boyfriend did it or something? Or I think that it was like a random guy that they one of them met um mm-hmm. like to have a book section with that did it i think that's who's so i'm pretty sure someone is in jail for being an accessory now well yeah. so i was on the fence to be honest i was on the fence but then she did a documentary on netflix a couple years ago and i don't know why but her behavior like made me think it was her like really? I think it was yeah like, the documentary convinced me it was her before I was like uh I don't think so probably not but then I saw okay. it and then the way she was acting I was like nah girl you did it okay and then, do you, Casey yeah, Anthony okay so I think Casey Anthony definitely did it I don't me too. understand because I was old enough off. so I wasn't old enough for Amanda Knox but I was old enough for Casey Anthony and I like watch not really watch but like I watched the recaps of the trial and I'm yeah. and I remember that summer it happened like the trial me too and I, I think we that. were like it was like July 4th week if I were if I recall oh, well, I remember it that well but okay. uh, because we were, you were we, into we went it. to the lake and I okay. remember watching at the lake yeah so. I was shocked she was found in. like I don't understand I think they just said there wasn't enough evidence but I'm like she googled essentially how the little girl died yeah and didn't they like um was it didn't they like pick up the scent of death in her trunk or something like that like yeah it i just i did not understand that but Mm -hmm. i honestly would love to do a true crime episode if you guys think that'd be cool let me know um we could do a deep dive into i don't know we don't have to but that's i love that stuff like i i spend a lot of of my podcast hours listening to that anyway Vic let's get started because it's been like 20 minutes <laughs> yep and we god this another crazy week yes all so, right so these are the craziest stories that have happened this week that we believe you guys need to know uh first story Josh Duggar had porn detection software on his computer that sent reports to wife Anna Federal investigators said they discovered a software program on Josh Duggar's computer that monitored internet usage and reported it to his wife. The findings were detailed during the disgraced TLC star hearing on Wednesday. Sorry, I lost some thought. Where Arkansas Judge Christie 
Comstock ruled Duggar was granted bail and will not have to sit in a jail cell until his trial and his federal child pornography case. During the four-hour hearing, federal agent Gerald Faulkner said a monitoring program that sent reports to Duggar's wife, Anna, about his activity had been installed on the computer, but the images and videos were downloaded after additional software had been installed that allowed him to download them without being monitored. What a <sighs> Okay, so many thoughts. Creepy, disgusting, and I think... So we've talked about this uh, off camera before, and I do personally, I love the idea of having um, that software program. I think that's good. Uh, if I ever get married, that I want my husband to have that. Um, and so you, like, my understanding is you have that software and you use it and you have the person monitoring it be your like accountability partner which is another man at your church you don't have it be your wife because that's how you keep things inside and part of the reason why I wanted to talk about this topic is because I do think as a church we need to do better at like part of the reason why I, you know I'm just speculating I don't know them but this is what I'm assuming a porn addiction is very there's so much shame attached to that and because it is wrong it is wrong but there's another aspect of you know, it's just so much shame attached to it. And it, I think that it necessarily should not, it should not necessarily have shame in the sense of like, you have to tell somebody because that's the only way you can only heal from that be, through God. And the only way to get the healing, the proper healing, the help you need is telling someone who can help you. And um, so there needs to be a level of like, I guess, of hum humility, I guess. It's shame that's attached to it that can only be cured with humility. And I think part of the problem was they didn't tell anybody. Like nobody knew or they didn't share this, obviously. So they kept it in-house. When you keep things in-house, that's when things fester and grow. So now he is a has child pornography. And then how sleazy is it that he had an additional software added to his ugh like that's so and that also too like there's a difference between making huge mistakes and being repentant like that's not a repentant heart so like that also yeah. I you know I don't I'm not the type of person who says whether someone will go to heaven or hell I know there's Christians that'll say that I don't say that because I don't know people's hearts I don't know what's going to happen between now and then but this type of but I can tell by someone's fruit and the fruit on this tree, this type of behavior is an unrepentant heart. And that is what can keep you from experiencing, you know, a right relationship with God. And that is just, I mean, gosh, and I don't want to judge Anna, but low key, I mean, you can't go back. Like, I don't think she has a choice. Like, I, I don't know, think they believe in divorce. They don't. And like, <sighs> And the other problem is she doesn't have any, like she, this is, and you know, this is just me being honest. I always try to be honest on the show and share my opinions. This also makes me nervous as a single person in the sense of like, you know, eventually getting married because I'm sure, I'm sure that she did not think any of this would happen. Like there was, this is not like a, no one plans this. So it's, it feels as if you don't really know who you're, 
with and then that makes you not want to put all of your eggs in one basket like it feels like you almost have to have like an escape plan mm-hmm. in case something like this happens but you shouldn't but in my head I'm like but you shouldn't do that because if you do that you're kind of already setting yourself up for that to happen but then at the same time it's like well what do you do like she has no money she doesn't have a job she has no money yeah. like all the money comes from I mean him. she would I would assume she'd at least get half and child support yeah if they do divorce but uh, you would probably definitely write a tell all book to be honest make some good yeah. money yeah I mean probably but- TLC would have her on a show it's like my husband was addicted to porn I mean, I guess when you think about that, I don't know. That's just such a tough situation. And I, I, my heart really goes out to her and the kids mm-hmm. and all the kids that were like. Can you imagine, though, like, I just can't even imagine as a mother. Like, how do you ever feel comfortable with your husband around your kids? Yeah. And I, I wouldn't and the be able fact to. That, I don't know if they got married before it came out how he hurt his sisters. Yeah. But even then, like, why would you still have kids with him? I know. I think of that because, and not only has she had kids, she's had kids. Like, she's on seventh. Like, she's pregnant with their seventh kid. Yeah. Like, what? I have no idea. Like, and I try not. And I'm trying to think from the, because they're fundamentalists. So I'm trying to think from like that perspective, they, like your life is wrapped around this man. And he probably, I mean, I feel like guys like that are probably very smooth. Like, I I wonder if it was like, not like knocking like the way they live or anything, but I wonder because it definitely seems they do definitely favor men in this society and i wonder if that's well caused an increase in this for him like it's caused like issues because i mean the daughters were even saying like the daughters that he like took advantage of were even saying our parents kept them safe kept him safe but not us yeah they did what they can like they our parents were the ones that dropped the charges against him and didn't and do it like and they like helped and not you enabled. know what, a, enabled. Yeah, enabled the situation yeah. well, to, I, for it to get this bad yeah and I think that's definitely a huge problem because um I do think in this type of society men are not necessarily held accountable for things because they just want to well we'll just pray for it we'll sweep it under the rug like Mm -hmm. oh no it's just uh, let's just pray for his his heart um and I think that you know on like the other problem is let's say and I know this because I've seen this happen to someone in the church that I belong to some pastors are incredibly against divorce which they should be divorce should never be praised like um it's not a good thing i i only think of i I don't think the bible says divorce is only okay if it's physical abuse so i'm not saying it's okay for but what i'm saying is like i know some i know that churches are so much against divorce that they will tell women to like stick with even sometimes physical abuse or like um sometimes cheating like yeah sometimes they'll say just you have to people mess up you got to show him grace and like you know 
I don't. I'm like, I. I well, would go with what the Bible like, says. I mean, we talked about like Jana Kramer's and how she, her husband's a sex addict. And yeah. um, she's a country music star actress. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, he a like, cheater, always a cheater. Yeah, he he has a sex addiction. Cheated on her. They separate. She goes, no, I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight for this. I want my marriage to work. And they've been fighting. She, I mean, essentially, like, she, like, sacrificed, I guess, sacrificed herself, really, and, like, her feelings because she wanted to fight for her kids. Yeah. And then <laughs> they wrote a book. They, like, worked on his addiction together. And he's still cheated on her and that is like that's what's so hard and then also too like I feel like that is someone who's unrepentant Mm -hmm. and like here's another aspect of if y'all have seen Jenna Kramer you'd be like why the heck would you ever cheat on her she's brought dead gorgeous yeah I when you told me about her I looked her up she's beautiful and like I think that so then here's another aspect um I had a friend that was going through a divorce that will talk about this technically if for instances if you do go through a divorce you're not supposed to get remarried because that would be um adultery and if you do get remarried you're living in adultery and you're continually living in adultery and that's like an unrepentant sin that's some that's interpretation how the catholic, i know that's how the catholic church looks at it now you can get your marriage annulled but that's only if i think you haven't had sex, I think. No, no, no. If oh. you don't get married in the Catholic Church and like you're you're Catholic but your spouse isn't, because yeah. the Catholic Church doesn't honor the marriage unless you get married in the Catholic Church. Yeah, and like that is biblical. So like it's not like it's just like a little funny thing to say. Like that's biblical, and I think that's uh, I don't even really know how we got down this line, but I feel like that. Well, we're talking about Anna Duggar and like. Her yeah and divorce yeah and I mean if she doesn't want she can also just not get remarried like if yeah. she just did not get, get remarried separate and never get a divorce technically yeah yeah and that would possibly be I don't know like I have no I don't know I'd probably get a divorce because well I'd have to check biblically to see I, I'm in a Facebook group and they every pop culture and they always have like a bunch of scriptures and like this is why it's God this is why it's not God and someone said I didn't finish reading the comment but they said like she has the biblical grounds to get a divorce so like I would have to look at it biblically um because that's just imagine how imagine they're going through a pregnancy with this I I that's why I feel the worst for her because she's carrying another child I know she's stressed she probably isn't sleeping I how is she even eating I know if I was this stressed I wouldn't eat like there's been two times in my life where I did not eat and it definitely was not to this level of stress I cannot imagine like gosh lord be with her please yeah (sighs) I know you were mentioning because he can't go home to his wife and kids he's right. not staying with them yes is and that's court ordered is my understanding yes he's not allowed to go home and stay with them so he is this is what i read y'all he is staying with a couple from their church that their dad begged for josh to stay at their house his dad begged this couple here's, here's the problem the, the dad needs to get out of it the, the parents yes. need to get out of it he needs to learn 
I'm side eyeing the parents. I'm side eyeing the parents because he has had issues since he was in when he was younger. Now he's an adult, so at this point he needs to take responsibility. But like this fester, this fester, and like one thing about like raising kids this way, which isn't necessarily like I'm, the girls are fine. So like I'm not necessarily knocking how you raise kids this way, but I have noticed a lot of kids that are like um, kind of homeschooled in the small bubble their maturity level is very different and mm-hmm. I'm not knocking those people because I was like that like if I had not gone to New Jersey my maturity level would be off like way like I, I, I would not that. be the person I am so his maturity level probably stops at a certain age with his because of his parents because the reality is you haven't had a lot of experience, which is not a bad thing. Like if I had stayed here and like had not gone to New Jersey, I would not have had so many experiences that had made me the person I am today and had like created the Mallory before you, which would not necessarily be a bad thing or a good thing. It just would be a different Mallory and a different timeline. I didn't go and I'm a different person. But anyway, all this to say, their influence them like this fester like this was not like you don't just jump into child porn there's so many other things before them and if he's had issues when he was younger then like this is I'm side-eyeing the parents like and so anyway so the dad asked these people asked this couple if they could live together if they could if he could live with them right here's the kicker the wife um is a piano teacher to kids okay and um because she's a piano teacher to the kids she cannot um like the kids can't come to their house anymore because he can't be around kids and she apparently is very uncomfortable with it because i mean who wouldn't be if this he's a sexual deviant he's a sexual deviant and the husband is just like yeah spending all day with this man the sexual deviant so she's uncomfortable with it so apparently on the stand this is all secondhand knowledge, y'all, just an FYI. So apparently on the stand, they ask her, are you okay with this? And she goes, yes, because um, my, she goes, well, my husband thinks this is the best thing. So I'm going to go along with him, which biblically you're supposed to do. But here's the thing with submission, y'all. And I'm, I always preface this because I don't want people to be like, Mallory thinks she knows everything. She's not even married. I'm not married, but from my understanding from, reading the bible and like listen about this everything yes your husband says to do it you you do it but ideally you wouldn't marry someone that would completely like not care about your well-being <laughs> like i so that's where and that's how submission and things like that have gotten such a bad rep because it's all of these guys that are just not caring about their wives that are abusing them. they take advantage of it exactly they abuse all these the power men, exactly exactly so that's why like submission stuff like that gets such a bad rep when the reality is you know a good husband a husband that is submitted to god would have understood you know what i have a wife that i want to feel i want her to feel comfortable this man is a sexual deviant i'm not going to allow some sort of sexual deviant into my home with my wife by herself you know like that's just not but yeah i just that was another crazy aspect of the story. I mean, this whole thing is just so crazy and it's so disappointing. It's just, and I, I really like to talk about this, not because I like the topic, because I like 
to talk about is something that has happened in the Christian culture and we have to address certain things. And you know, you guys want to listen to eventually the episode we talk about um we talk a little about sex and like Tuesday's episode. Yes, you're gonna hear all that stuff, sex and peer, stuff like that. And like these are things that we should be addressing. Like we need to talk about like how we can improve and like are we going by the Bible? Have we strayed from our like have we strayed from biblical principles and i think that's why this topic is so important yep all right our next story is the 55th safe haven baby box in indiana um sorry new safe haven baby box in indiana marks 55th in the state ready to save more lives the 55th safe haven baby box in indiana the 63rd in the u.s open on april 30th giving local infants and their desperate parents a chance at a safe surrender According to WTHR, the baby box is located at a fire station. It was funded by several community groups and will allow any parent to safely and anonymously surrender a newborn up to 30 days and no questions asked. Safe Haven Baby Boxes recently went viral on TikTok of a video featuring founder Monica Kelsey demonstrating how the boxes work. For parents who want to surrender their children, they simply go to the baby box, which is typically located at a safe location like a fire department or hospital. They simply open the door, place their child inside, take the orange bag that's left inside, shut the door, and walk away. The orange bag has resources for parents who surrender their child, and once the door is closed, a silent alarm is activated. Inside the safe location, first responders secure the baby and take him or her to a hospital to be um, evaluated. The inside of the box is climate-controlled and secure, and allows parents to make a loving choice when they feel they aren't capable of caring for their children. I love that idea. That is so good. Um, so to just to tell you guys what a baby box is, just to make it clear, I, I got this definition off of the website. So the baby box, they're a safety device. Um under the safe haven law and it legally permits a mother to safely secure anonymously surrender um the care of their newborn it is installed in the exterior okay this is basically in the article um but yeah you guys get it at this point (laughs) i probably should have read the thing more anyway (laughs) you guys get it at this point um i love that idea i think what would be a fun project to do is those are the girls is to see if we could get one in North Carolina. There isn't one in North Carolina. I, I mean, obviously we won't do this tomorrow, but I love this idea. I think this is so great. And I mean, why aren't they everywhere? Yeah, I agree. What, how do you get one? I think uh, I'm sure there's so much red tape involved because it's, well, okay, so here's the other thing, too. Like, I think you can also just drop a baby off at a hospital. But I like the safe haven box because I feel like that's a little bit more accessible. And if you drop it, and it's more anonymous. I think part of the problem is the anonymity. Like, I think people really want to be anonymous. And um, if you just be like, oh, here's my baby at the hospital, it's not, you know, like, mm-hmm. it's not the same. Because I think it, there's recently a baby was surrendered, I think, in Indiana recently, to be honest. And um, I think, like, in some states, you have up to, like, 60 days after birth where you can surrender the baby. 
Yeah. I, I don't remember if it was real life or a Law and Order episode, but I think it was like someone, some states you can do up to like 12 years old. Mm. And like people drop off like they're like preteens, which is so sad to me. <laughs> I mean, this kid's <laughs> okay, getting bratty. I'm dropping him off at the safe haven. I mean, and I, when I think about it, it has to be either a mother who was like at her wit's end, um, like because her child might have like mental health issues mm. that she can't deal with, or it's just like a neglectful parent. If, you, if they're like dealing out of school, he won't stop playing video games. I'm dropping yeah. off at the safe haven. Yeah, like at 12, that's a little. And to be honest, if you're doing that, like no matter the reason, I think it's probably best. To yeah, not and that's have what your they child were <laughs> All joking aside, if the parent doesn't feel like they have the ability to take care of their child, then then give that child a better life like do yeah. what you can side. yeah and I mean it's it's a brave thing to do because I I mean that's very humbling to say I had this child and now I can't do it that's yeah, very just, humbling and there's so and what like I think is so beautiful about it there's so many people who want children who mm-hmm. can't have children yep. and I know that IVF is very controversial in the Christian community just I'm just speaking specifically to Christians so people aren't even like doing things so they want to adopt um and you know these type of things are just I think those help and I think we need to do better too I making it easier to adopt a lot there needs oh, like, I yeah. know there needs to be red tape like don't get me wrong there needs right. to be guidelines <laughs> but why does it have to be like tens of thousands of dollars yeah that's that what I don't you, get there's so many um I, I know it was this lady that I uh volunteered with and she was telling me about like her process and like she, they were nervous because they aren't filthy rich but I mean when I tell you this woman she was an amazing mom her family she had a very good family life like it would be an honor to be her child but they didn't have a lot of money she was telling me how she's like kind of nervous about like whether they would still get picked and it's like what really should be evaluated is like how like the, obviously the money aspect is important too because like you know you don't want to well, but then again, if they're getting love, if they're getting love yeah. taken care of, I guess they're really, like, it, they could be the poorest in well, the world. Well, I don't understand, they're being too, loved and taken care of. Yeah, I don't understand, too, is if you do the foster to adopt route, it's still, like, the same price as if you just go straight adoption. Well, foster to adopt, though, you do get money for the child. Yeah, but still, it's not that much. Like, no, it's, like you you're get, still, well, I'm saying, like, if you decide to adopt that foster child, why is it still, like, tens of thousands of dollars in like two year pro like why is it such a yeah, long that's, process that's fair yeah that I don't yeah. like I, I would imagine it sh- in my opinion I think it would be should be cheaper if you do the foster adopt route yeah like, I, don't I agree see why it's still as expensive I don't see why adoption is as expensive like why why aren't we why are we as a country funding abortions but we're not subsidizing adoptions yeah I mean, you're speaking my, my exact questions. I think it should be easier because there, I mean, I'm telling you, there's so many families, so many people who willingly, who would love to 
open their hearts and their homes for children. Yeah. And there's so many children who need, like, we need to redo our foster care system in general. But I mean, there's so many children out there who need someone oh, yeah. um, to love them. And I think that, you know, as pro-lifers, some stuff like this is something we need to get behind. And we also need to get behind, like, adoption reform. So yep. I do think it'd be fun eventually to do a... Um, we need a to project. find someone that deals with the adoption process to come on and talk to us. Yeah, we should. If you or someone you know, if you or someone you know has been wrong by Johnson. Okay. If you or someone you know is a adoption person. Ab- if you've like done the adoption process or an advocate. Yes, if you've done the adoption process. System, let's chat. Yeah. If you or someone you know. <laughs> Well, well, one of my friends has started a um, nonprofit. It's called No No Such Thing as Unplanned. And it is about adoption, but I don't think they go for like that aspect. But I didn't want to have her come on. And she talked about, she was adopted. And she was, hopefully she'll be on one day. And she can talk about like from that other aspect of being the child. But we would love to have someone talk about it, like going through the process and like how it was, what they think could be improved upon, how we could possibly help, what who do we need to talk to, like, do we need to send a letter to somebody saying that those are the girls? Like, as in, like, when I say those are the girls, I'm talking about, like, all of us. Like, my, me, Vic, and, like, everybody listening. Like, it's a group of us that want to make a change. How do we do this? Like, yeah. that that would be really cool if we could do something like that. Yep. Well, speaking of abortions, uh, the North Carolina House passed an abortion restrictions bill Thursday that Republicans say would protect both civil rights and people with disabilities. The bill, which was backed by six mostly moderate Democrats, now heads to the Republican-controlled Senate. It signed into law House Bill 453 would ban physicians from performing abortions because of race or sex or because the fetus is suspected to have Down syndrome. The push for the legislation puts North Carolina at the forefront as a possible new frontier in the battle over abortion rights just weeks after U.S. appeal court moved to uphold a similar law in Ohio. That case will now go to the U.S. Supreme Court, which with a 6-3 conservative majority could also move to uphold the ruling. So, I think I sent this to you because I saw this in, there's a page called Greater Greensboro Politics, which is very left, very progressive, and they were complaining about it, telling people, you need to call because this doesn't really they're saying it doesn't really protect people with disabilities and people of race and i'm like how it literally it prevents their death <laughs> it literally prevents it, their death like i i just don't get how anyone who is anti like even people who are anti-abortion why would you hate this bill that you know and i would love to so two things I love the channel to start doing. I would love to talk to people on the other side just to hear, like, what is their reasoning? And I would love to have debates on here. Like, not us debating, but, like, get two people, like, a, I don't know, two people opposite mm-hmm. sides of the debate. But I really would like to know the reasoning. Like, if you, even if you are pro-abortion, pro-choice, or however, even if you're one of those, I don't think abortion's for me type people, I really want to know how you could be against this. This it's literally discrimination. This it prevents the line says discrimination. It prevents if the fetus is suspected of having downs like that. Shouldn't we all be pro that? Like we should 
all be pro like like if you are against discrimination why would you want someone to be killed because of their race sex or because of a mental disability like did i send you oh god what is his name let me pull this up real quick there is a guy he was on the skinny confidential podcast he was born uh, with no arms and no legs he's an australian uh, guy um his name's like nick something let me look uh because i have and he's written a lot of books has kids um like he's lived a full life his name is almost there almost there what is his name uh nick vucicic last name v-u-l-i-c-i-c he's australian born he was on the skinny confidential so he literally has no arms and no legs um and the doctor when he was born the doctor pulled them out and saw what like the disformant and told his mom he goes i am so sorry if we had caught this sooner we would have aborted him oh wow and he tells that story and he's oh, like standing confidential yeah oh i like i and love when people like, are like subtly pro-life yeah and i think they're subtly republican but i think they are too yeah when people say they don't want to talk about politics usually it's because they're republican yeah not to out y'all, not to out y'all, if y'all even listen, but anyway, keep going. <laughs> but um, I, I thought it was like a beautiful story. And it's like, he's like, I've lived a full life. I went to school. I got a degree. I have kids like they're my biological kids. Like he's like, I can have sex with my wife, believe it or not. Like I'm married. Uh-oh. I'm an inspirational speaker. I've written books. Like I have this full life. But if the doctors had caught it, I would not be here today. Wow. And it's like a testament. And it's like, her, it kills me that people look at people with Down syndrome and go, you're not worthy. You will never have a life. And like, yeah. that's not the case at all. People no. with special needs, people with autism, people that are wheelchair bound, people with special or, um, Down syndrome, they can live a full life. And it may be different than the life you picture for yourself, but they can live a full life. And it's honestly the way they look at life. I I just want to think of like, why wouldn't you want that? Right. Like the, how they live life. Like, why wouldn't you want to experience that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it. it is such it is sad to me how we as society have changed in the sense of like valuing life and value like I feel as if this is just part of a lot of times people who are like pro-abortion in this aspect are like this because they themselves don't like life and don't value life and they don't think it's mm-hmm. worth it so they're kind of projecting onto other people mm-hmm. and I think that's really sad and I think part of that has to do with just so many other problems that we have in society but I really think that when people are oh, or like when people use the poverty um the poverty uh 
argument. I think a lot of it is just people projecting. They hate life in general and they're projecting and they themselves think that it will be better. I mean, on maybe like a year ago on my Bumble profile, I had like um, something about being pro-life and some guy messaged me was like, "Uh, well, what do you mean you're pro-life? And I was like, uh, well, I believe um, that life is valuable, womb to tomb, you know, ready for a fight. And he was like, yeah, well, um, my, it actually would have been better if my mother aborted me. And he like t- started telling me his whole life story. And I was like, well, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm going on match right now because you're, you're getting very upset, which, you know, sounds like he had a very tough life, but my whole point is like, and that's why he's pro-abortion because he hadn't had such a terrible life. And like people, and I, you know, I, I don't know this man. I think that he was, he's projecting and like, he hasn't been able to get out of like how terrible his life was and how terrible his mom was to him. He's not able to do that. So then he's projecting that on other kids that could be in a similar situation. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just, it hurts me that he can't look at life in a positive aspect. You know, it's like, yeah, you've had a tough life, but like you have a life. You can yeah. make that decision that you want to live a good, happy life and ter- learn from your mom's mistakes. Exactly. And another thing that like has helped me, like I went through a very hard time and my brother used to say this to me. I used to be annoyed, but like it really has helped me. It's like at the end of the day, like everybody is going through a hard time right now. Like, yeah. um, like with the whole breakup thing, my brother's like, you're not the only person in the world who's been broken up with. Like you're, you do realize you're not unique. And, you know, obviously that's like, ah, oh, dang, thanks for humbling me. But <laughs> his whole point is like, you know, and sorry to that, to the man that messaged me, but like, that's really sad that all of those things happen to you. But like, you also have to realize like, that is life. We live in a fallen and a broken world, which is another thing that I think a lot of people too have this idea of utopia. And that is one thing that I know in myself, like I've had to work on because I had an idea of like, life is supposed to be perfect. You're supposed to live your best life now, X, Y, and Z, but we live in a fallen world. And if you have Mm -hmm. that mindset, your life is always supposed to be so much better. You're going to, when things happen, it's going to hit you a lot worse than it should. And that's something I had to learn. And I mean, I learned this like a couple months ago. Like it's not like I've known this for years. (laughs) And like, I think people have that mindset. And once again, that like spills over into um, their beliefs about um, life and about abortion and all these things and I think these conversations are so important and if you want to help us to continue to have these conversations you can, should consider donating to us um, if you head over to our website and you can click donate here what your donation will go to is helping us pay for the website helping us pay for um, the Instagram not Instagram, for the uh, RSS feed that we use for the podcast. Um, It's also going to help us pay um, to do so many other things. We have like a lot of plans. We've talked about the magazine before. Like we, I want to do more YouTube videos. I want to get more software. I want to get more, I want to get more people on board eventually. And your money, if you donate, helps us to do that. And $5 here, $10 there really does make a difference. Like we really, really would appreciate if you would consider that 
this, those are the girls, as I've mentioned so many other times, is more than just me and Vic. Like it is, it's, it's so much community. better than us. It's a community. Not only is this community, this is a thing that's a long-term thing. Like this isn't just a little fun project I'm gonna do until, you know, I become, I don't know, I was gonna say the president, but that's not in my do not want that. Do not ever put that on me. But, you know, it's not just some little fun project I'm doing just until I, I find something else. This is something that I want to be long-term. This is something that I want to pass down to somebody one day. Like, this is going to be, this is bigger. This is a community. This is something important, something that's going to affect people. And thank you everyone so much that has listened and stuck with us and um, has stuck with us from the very beginning. And that has, um, you Bought, merch and things like that. Thank you so much. So if you really do enjoy this and you enjoy conversations like this, and if you think we should keep this up, a donation will be very beneficial. Yep. All right, Big, what's our next story? All right. Florida teen accused of rigging homecoming court or homecoming queen vote with mom charged as an adult. A teen charged as an adult has pleaded not guilty, which I'm very surprised she's pleaded not guilty, has pleaded not guilty to multiple felony counts stemming from a high or Florida high school homecoming queen contest that prosecutors allege her and her mother rigged by hacking into a school district computer system. Well, so I've heard people's that. opinions on this. And the only reason why, like, if it was paper ballots, like, she would just be suspended. But because they hacked into the computer system, that is why it's like a crime when it's gone to like court. Yeah. And like, I think she's pleading not guilty because they want to put it all on the mom, you know, yeah. and everything. But like, why I want to talk about this is because it has a misleading title. Because when I first heard the story, like I read the title at first for bringing home coming queen vote. I was like, what? That's ridiculous. She's going to jail for that. Like, oh, that's no, but then when you read it more into the computer, you can't hack yeah. it into the because it's like, okay, like if you're able to hack in for the homeschooming, like queen vote, you can hack in on people's schedules and grades, uh, social and contact information, numbers. like know all their details. Like, yeah, the took advantage of her role as like and for an to- administrator and for it to be homecoming. Like, that's the other thing, like, how. In, like no offense like congratulations to those who were but like how insignificant like that's okay i want to be on homecoming court when i was in high school but not this bad yeah i had no well i knew i wasn't going to be so i had no desire and like i just don't think it's like i this is so over this is like the definition of like overreacting yeah. <laughs> like you should never and the pro and um in the article it also talks about how like she got found out because she was bragging about it. Also, see how stupid like this girl, mm. bless her heart. Okay, if she was say. bragging about it, then how is she not not guilty? You know, well, she well, okay because like this in my head, this is you know my putting my lawyer hat on. Um, I'm thinking you could say like she was bragging about it because you know how kids like try to brag and like pretend like they're better than everyone she's bragging about it but her mother actually did it she did not actually complete that that's what i'm Mm. guessing the lawyer would probably say i don't know but but you're um, in on it like you're accomplice like yeah either way but hold on but like okay if a guy breaks into a bank and you have the getaway car the guy in the getaway car is still gonna get charged for robbing the bank even though they didn't hold up the gun at the bank 
Okay, so to to put it to this, yes, but it could totally have just been like she had absolutely nothing to do about it. She just reaped the benefits. So like if your husband robs a bank and brings the money back and you don't know anything about it and you start using the money, you're not well no, but she knew about it. She was Okay, about. okay, okay. Here's okay. another one. Okay, I got okay, another one. Okay. There's a documentary on HBO that I'm blanking on the name, but it's essentially about this woman, this mom who um lived with her boyfriend who was dealing drugs out of their house even though she had nothing to do with it he was dealing drugs out of their house she got sentenced to jail for 10 years <sighs> oh my god I, I have no idea what i would do if something like that happened to me and i had no idea oh my gosh yeah i'm gonna I... pull up like it's, it's a crazy story i remember watching it it's a documentary criminal justice reform and what'd you say it's a documentary yeah, I'm trying to. Then I'm definitely name. gonna have to watch that tomorrow. Um, it was, it was talking about like criminal justice reform. That's crazy. I can I cannot imagine being innocent and going to jail for somebody else. Like that's just not. I, I can't even fathom that. And like, call me selfish, but that's just not something I'm going to do. Like, mm-hmm. don't commit a crime with me. I will squeal. Like, <laughs> I'll be. And this is her address. She has two dogs. Like, don't commit a crime with me. I. I won't like that's crazy to me yeah um do you want to add anything more to the story while I'm looking up what this um I mean I just wanted to talk 10 seconds about it really just I think it's crazy that um she did all that just to be homecoming queen and I think that also too um it is a good reminder of putting things in perspective. And I know I do this all the time. Like I make things a bigger deal than they actually are. And I feel like maybe that's what happened with this homecoming queen situation. So, you know, homecoming queen or like hacking a system that, and I feel like the mom had to have known that it was illegal. Um, You would think. You would think, because, I mean, this is a felony. Like, it's not a misdemeanor. This is a felony. That's, like, that's prison. I'm 98% sure. It's prison. Like, this isn't something you just kind of, like, oh, la-di-da. Like, dude, like, this is a real crime. Um, But, and also, too, it also makes me think, like, I wonder about this girl's upbringing, like, consequences would this be her first time receiving consequences because it just doesn't I don't know I also don't I know for a fact she's not going to spend I think it's up to 10 years I know she's not going to spend 10 years I'd be surprised if she spent any time in jail the mom or the daughter the daughter I'd be surprised if she spent any time in jail I think the mom might go to jail out of making her an example like what they did to Lori Lothlier you know Laughlin. not Laughlin, Laughlin yeah mm-hmm. like what they did to Lori Laughlin um but I don't I think it would just be um I, like I don't think the daughter's gonna go to jail at all really that's just my prediction yeah and if she does it'd be like a year two years max it's definitely not gonna be 10 because also to the mm-hmm. reality is like she's probably gonna go up there and I mean I know I would too 
cry, say how sorry she is. And she really could be sorry. I know I would be sorry if this were me. Um, so she really could be sorry, but she's going to be, you know, play up the fact that she's a woman and, you know, we have women privilege in some things and I'm sure she's going to get like some sort of sympathy. She's not going to be there for 10 years for sure. Yeah. Mm. Just, I just don't get why people do what they do sometimes. It's just crazy. Um, I have not found what it's called yet. Ugh, this drive me crazy. All right, well, we'll get into the next story. And if I find it, I will let you know. Okay. I don't remember what it's called. Okay. Our last story, Representative Cory Bush scorched for referring to women as birthing people. Bush shared a video of the hearing to her Twitter page with the caption, every day, black birthing people and our babies die because our doctors don't believe our pain. My children almost became a statistic. I almost became a statistic. I testified about my experience at the oversight dims today. Here's believe us because for so long, nobody has this. Um, I'll let you speak on this, but my only thing is because she said birthing people, it completely lost what she was trying to say in the whole talking about like the black birthing rates and it's like it's awful i'm not gonna lie it's not a good statistic but because she Terrifying said as a black person as a, as a black birthing person yeah like uh, <laughs> like the black birth rate is not good but the fact that she said birthing people just lost complete like it, it- it lost overshadowing her point yeah. yeah it like lost your point completely which okay so there's a black birthing thoughts. person here you go <laughs> as a black birthing person as a so black person. <laughs> the, like you said it completely lost the purpose of this um oh, i found it it's called the sentence the sentence okay. that's what it's called okay it. so it's a documentary about film from Rudy Valdez chronicles aftermath of his sister's incarceration and the consequences of mandatory minimum sentences so okay yeah so she got like 15 years because she lived in the house and because um I think a lot of it and it goes into detail in the documentary but I believe my understanding is her boyfriend like they i think he died or something and so they needed to blame someone they blamed her but the crazy thing is is like okay this was like the boyfriend it she got charged like 10 years later that was the thing by this time she had already married had three kids just had a baby oh and then got charged that almost sounds like um Something similar that happened to Piper from uh that awful show that was really good with Orange Jump. Orange is the new black. Yeah. Because yeah. Piper, her situation didn't happen until she had moved on. Her life was Yeah, of- and that was the thing is like, yeah, like the like the woman made some bad decisions, but she, like she had like a bad boyfriend, like she, I don't think she was doing the drugs or anything. Well, and um it was so like i remember we that was like a republican event we had up here with criminal justice reform oh and it was so moving okay but yeah sorry it's called this no no 
that's good. So everybody, we should all watch the sentence. Okay, um, so I, back to um, black birthing people. Yeah, so, and I partially think the birthing people was to make a, um, was to do this, was to get us to talk about it. And girl, we are talking about it. Mm-hmm. I think that was part of it, just to get us to talk about it, because she knew that that would get people upset. Because, I mean, it is upsetting. I think about, so we're going to, I want us to start doing more episodes on this topic in general about how unique and beautiful we women are and this honestly like we could even do like a random series like Tuesday's episode you guys are going to love and we talk about how unique and beautiful and how different women are and how we are the only we can only carry children men cannot there is no way and like stripping away that that um the label of woman from something like that from something that only women can do is degrading like and also to the other thing I just keep thinking is like I you know I don't consider myself a feminist but I just feel like I consider myself a feminist of like the OG feminist yeah of just wanting equality well what I'm about to say is gonna sound very feminist like I just wanted to qualify it though but like the half of me makes it makes me kind of feel like um like dang we can't get anything like maybe the feminists are right like men take everything you know like that's how I feel when I hear like we can't even have birthing like it's men want to take it and like the statistic so the statistic is like just a side note I've seen that and like I try not to pay attention to that because like you know as a black birthing person that's terrifying um, but I do want to point out, I do think some of it has to do with like the t- the quality of hospitals. And I think hospitals in like lower income areas don't have the same type of quality as like mm-hmm. higher income areas. So I'm not saying that like, you know, people should just go to the higher. Well, I mean, that is, I guess that is what I'm saying. You should go to a, a better hospital. So you, like when you do it. So you, you don't think it's the, because I feel like like Grey's Anatomy claims it's the doctor being racist is why we have these high birthing like well, like the horrible birthing rate well I, I so I okay so I don't necessarily think that the doctors are inherently racist I think that sometimes a doctor could like like you could say um I am in this so what they're talking about basically is like you know, you give birth and then like, there's like some sort something's off. And then you're telling your doctor, they're like, no, you're fine. Or like they underestimate, like you, s- well, she's saying I think it's a like eight, Serena really Willi- it's a five. Yeah. So I think like Serena Williams was saying like what she had, um, like internal bleeding or her placenta didn't get delivered completely. Yeah. And she was like complaining and they're like, oh no, like there's nothing wrong with you. Right. And I don't necessarily know, like, I don't necessarily know if that's racism so much as like being a jerk, but I do think that inherently sometimes like the reality is like we, sometimes you can, I'm just trying to figure out how to say this. I feel like maybe sometimes a doctor, because they've had experiences with so many people of a similar not just like race, but just so many similar cases and they kind of rely off of that information. So what I mean is like, let's say you're telling your doctor that your pain is at like an eight and they're like, oh, well, I know that a lot of times these women complain and it's really at a five and I just don't have time to do X, Y, and Z. So I'm just going to 
ignore their requests. Like, I think mm-hmm. that could be a thing. Um, yeah. So I'll just say that. I, well, I have a friend, though, that she she's white. And um, she ended up having, like, a stroke um, because she told oh her. Yeah, terrifying. And she was, like, I think we were, like, 24. Mm. 23 24 when she had her baby and um she had like told her doctor like um that she maybe I wonder if she'd come on and tell the story she told the doctor that she wasn't feeling or something like that and they just gave her something else and they kind of like low-key it's I could be wrong but from the vibe I guys they were kind of like okay girl and then she ended up having like a stroke and like it, it was just like this horrible awful thing mm. so I think that is that is definitely is a thing because of human error. And that's just, once again, part of being in a fallen world. Um, and I do think that it is quite possible that Black women could have, could be, um, could have their, their problems could be the worst. Mm-hmm. I think that is definitely possible. But, and I think that, I think that, but to brush stroke it as just, this person is just super racist. I wouldn't say that. I would say like, you know what? Maybe they've had an experience with people that are very similar and now they're using that experience to justify X, Y, and Z. I do feel like when we blame racism, it's just, that's it. Like there's no more looking into it. Okay, like, oh, they're just racist. Right. Okay, well, keep digging. Is and there something more to it? Why exactly. are they racist? Why are they treating black women like this? Instead right. of just saying, oh, they're racist. Right. And that's what I like to do. Like whenever anyone brings me up or like, oh, sister, I like to like analyze it because a lot of things that we call racist are just pure ignorance or a misunderstanding. Like it's not just and if you just say that's racist and then move on, then you can't discuss how to make it better. Like, yeah, you're, I think, you're not teaching people. Like, no. if you didn't say, oh, that's racist, they're not going to learn how to change their habits, even if exactly. they were being racist. If you just say, oh, they're racist, how are they going to learn? And some people just legitimately don't know that X, Y, and Z is inappropriate. Like, there's been many a time I've been around, like, older people, and they just... I made comments and I'm like, I, well, first of all, if you're older, I typically am just like, ah, and move on. But like, some people just really don't know. And there's, you, they won't know unless you tell them. Yep. So like, I think that just doing a broad stroke of this, da, 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 they're just straight up racist doesn't help. Like, if you really want to, because this is a problem. Like, if people are dying at childbirth, that's a, well, childbirth first of all, is an amazing, like, it's an actual miracle. So that's the first thing. Until my friends started having babies, I really did not, I feel like I did not understand how much of a miracle and how, like, intense it is. So that's the first thing. And if people are dying, like, we should not be dying in 2021. So if people are dying, that, that's a serious thing. So it's something we need to get to the bottom of. And, like, painting a, just a broad stroke of, like, Everybody that's ever done anything is racist. Like, that doesn't help. Like, what helps is discussing, okay, why is this an issue? Okay, how do we fix this? Do we need to discuss maybe making sure that, like, you take every person, like, try your best, try your hardest to take every person for their word? 
Yeah. You know, like that's, I think that's something. And also too, that goes to like being an advocate for yourself. And like, this is something that everyone, black, white, Asian, everybody should do this. Like when you go to the doctor stuff, you need to be an advocate for yourself. Um, you need to, like, if something's not right, you need to say something. <laughs> and I read somewhere, like, if you want them to do a test and they refuse to, you need to make them sign papers saying that they refuse to take a test, something like that. Like, you fight for you. Nobody is, like, you just got to fight for you. Yep. But anyway, so we're going to wrap it up with our conservative woman spotlight. And it is once again brought to you by our favorite, Culture of Life 1972. You can head over to www.col1972.com. Use the code Those Other Girls 1972 and get 10% off of your purchase. And then 100% of your purchase is going to go to Pro Life causes it is an amazing organization organization it's an amazing store this necklace that i i'm wearing i got from there and then i have another necklace and two dresses on the way that i'm really excited about one of the dresses i'm gonna wear to something like super fancy i'm going to i'm super excited they have the cutest stuff and you get 10 percent off with those other girls 1972 you use the code so this week's conservative woman spotlight um is I, we actually posted about it Thursday night. Um, Amy Robbins, she's the creator of Alexo Athletica, which is a um, sportswear brand. They have leggings that, um, for concealed carry. But she was featured in Forbes. And I think that is amazing. The biggest reason I think that's amazing is because you don't hear too much about like concern, stuff like that, like conservative women doing things like that, being featured in something like Forbes, partially because they aren't typically like I don't know. I just really love when conservative people get recognition outside of the conservative bubble. And we just really wanted to highlight that. Congratulations. I don't know if you listen to the podcast. I know you follow our Instagram, but if you listen, congratulations. That is amazing. Um, I think that it's just congratulations to get that. And like everyone should go head over to her website um, and follow her on Instagram, Amy Robbins. Um, and order if you carry order some cute leggings like they have like jogging leggings and the story is in the article and like the story is very moving um hopefully we'll have her on the podcast one day she can like share the story um verbally but it's I I think it's just I really wanted her to be the spotlight because I just I love that I love and I've said this before and I'm going to keep saying it conservative women conservatives are known are Okay, famous conservatives are known for being famous conservatives. Liberals are known for being famous for their art. We need to do better by being famous for our art. We need to do better and we need to try to get ourselves out there, which is another reason now that I'm saying this out loud, like I really do want us to maybe see if we can get like a debate going between like a super liberal leftist person and someone who's like super right. Mm -hmm. I think that'd be like, I don't know, I think that'd be, that'd be good. But anyway, ladies, thanks everyone for listening. This has been a long episode, but I think it's been a good one. Um, and all if you thank you for listening all the whole way through. Um, yeah, please make sure you rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends, tell everybody you know, donate, um, get a purchase from Culture of Life 1972. Anything else? I don't think so. You guys have a great weekend. Yes, everybody. Bye. Bye, guys.
Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram at Those Other Girls Podcast and on Twitter at TOG underscore podcast. Those are the girls changing culture and bringing back traditional values.